I'm joined by independent senator and community leader Lydia Thorpe ahead of the 14th of October referendum on Indigenous Voice to Parliament. Senator Thorpe, welcome to NITV Radio. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to the black airwaves out there. Yeah, it's always a pleasure having you in our program because you are an outspoken community leader. Especially you never shy away from important conversations and sometimes even very difficult conversations. You're really out there to clarify and explain what you stand for. So really a great pleasure having you in our program. Now, I'll start away going to our topic of the day, which is uh, the referendum on Indigenous Voice to Parliament. In a conversation with uh, the ABC earlier today, you said uh, you reiterated you'd be voting no to the referendum, but you also said you support an advisory Indigenous voice to Parliament. Can you clarify your situation, your position for us? My position has never changed. Uh, it's not a new headline. I've said before, uh, in fact, at the beginning of this whole debacle, I said that this is a waste of money this is a wasted exercise and that we should just legislate the uh, so-called voice into the parliament. Uh, I've never been any different, Bertram, and uh, I think it's ultimately it's about constitutional recognition, right? That's what we have opposed since the beginning. It's not our constitution and the constitution uh, that the colonisers brought here and established in 1901, did not have the consent of our people. So we've always been against uh, constitutional recognition. We shut down the recognised campaign and now we've shut down the voice. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we're shutting down black people's voices to infiltrate the parliament as I have uh, in, in other ways. And legislation is certainly uh, a way where our people can still infiltrate. Uh, we need to change the constitution completely, not enter one that's already racist. And we can do that in other ways. And um, particularly truth and treaty is the journey that we must take as a nation. You're also publicly critical of uh, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese's stance in case the no prevails. Uh, can you elaborate for us on your views about uh, the Prime Minister's stance in case of uh, a failed referendum? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, um, you know, growing up on the sporting fields myself, when the kids that, uh, you know, in the cricket game would take their bat and ball and not the, let the rest of us play, is certainly what the Prime Minister is doing here. Uh, he is already giving up on the game ahead and he's not giving this country any leadership on how we can truly unify, and that is through a truth and justice commission like they have in South Africa, uh, and it's also conversations around treaty. Now, we know that a lot of people, a lot of our people, don't always support treaty either, but we have to ensure that free, prime, and informed consent happens with every family, clan, and nation so that they can self-determine their own destiny. It's not up to the hand-picked, you know, peg bodies and the, and the corporations and the land councils to speak for us. They've not been able to bring peace uh, into our 
communities because of the deals that they do with mining companies and government. So they are not our representatives. We are our own representatives. And that is in line with the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People, which I still uh, am trying to uh, have part of our law in this country. And uh, Senator Dodson keeps not allowing that declaration to be on the floor of Parliament. So we will see in December, Bertram, and, and to all mob out there listening in, December I will take the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People to the floor of the Senate. Now you watch where our deadly supporters are on that day and whether they actually even enter the chamber to vote for or against it. That is the first step in the right direction and that is to implement our rights into the laws of these so-called colonial rules and regimes that they put on our people through their constitution. We have an opportunity to change things uh, as soon as that referendum is done and dusted, we know the pain that that has caused so many of our people and we know that suicide rates have risen since the announcement of the referendum and there is proof from the National Aboriginal Community-Controlled Health Organisation that will um, demonstrate that. With less than two days to go before the vote, the no campaign is still ahead. The S is still lagging behind, but gaining some momentum and winning over more people, more and more people. What, if anything, could you could make you change your mind and uh, vote yes? As a black sovereign woman, uh, nothing will change my mind about going into the colonial constitution, uh, particularly a powerless voice that has parliamentary supremacy over it at all times. It also will have people like uh, Peter Dutton and Anthony Albanese co-chairing the arrangements on what it looks like and how much say our people can have. I don't subscribe to that. I've never subscribed to that. I'm about real power for our people. Uh, we don't need a referendum for a treaty. We don't need a referendum for extra seats in the Senate to sit with me or against me or wherever you want to sit. We could have independent black seats in that place. Uh, and I think that's more powerful than than any advisory body could ever be. So I, my mind is set. Uh, my grandmother is, is uh, guiding me, my mother, and uh, I won't, I said when I went into this job, I won't sell my people out and I've stood by that. And I will be voting no in the referendum because I don't believe in constitutional recognition into their colonial uh, document when we have the oldest constitution on the planet through our own Jukapa and the laws and um, the soul lines that we've maintained forever. Earlier you mentioned a big move you'll be making in, uh, at the floor of the Senate uh, in December. What else uh, should we expect from you past uh, October 14 after the referendum? Well, we still have a 32-year-old Royal Commission into Aboriginal Death in Custody set of recommendations, 339 recommendations. that still have not been implemented. That's why our people continue to die at the hands of this racist system. We need to continue to put 
the pressure on Labor and the deadly, you know, Labor senators out there that uh, say that they want to make a difference. We need those implemented as a matter of life and death, like literally 550 deaths in custody uh, is too many. One death is too many. And also implementation of the bringing them home report where, you know, we have a stolen generation bigger than ever before. Today we have 23,000 of our black kids in out-of-home care. It's an act of genocide. So the fight continues and it's not about giving up and feeling sad and sorry about losing a referendum that ultimately gives us nothing anyway. I think that we need to get up and continue to fight for our rights, fight for those families of deaths in custody, fight for those families that have had children ripped from their arms and continue to call out the government who is denying us our rights. Look at the logging on our country. Look at the destruction through mining companies that are backing us into the constitution. You know, that in itself should be enough for our people to be weary, you know, and we've got mob that is reluctant to support this referendum because they're standing on the front line trying to protect their country. We also have 31 bones that have just been discovered on uh, in South Australia under Labor Watch. Those bones have been sent overseas to be looked at. Now, we're talking about ancestral bones in a time that uh, we're having a referendum. So it's like, look at the referendum. Don't look over here where the destruction of our country, uh, of our people's bones are being desecrated. Let's focus on the referendum and the noise over here. Well, that is part of the distraction that's been going on for the last 12 months. We need to really look at what destruction has ha- has occurred, what consent has occurred in the past 12 months while we have all been distracted on something that was never going to work in the first place. So the most important words, I'd say the key words in uh, your message are treaty and uh, truth-telling. And healing, always and healing. healing throughout. Our people need to heal, the country needs to heal. Then we go through truth-telling as part of that healing and we ultimately come to a peace agreement through the mechanism of a treaty. Thank you for joining us on NITV Radio today. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much.